I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole, hmm? You could say that. I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Welcome everybody to Team Rabbit Hole Edition 260 with Lazuli. The only way out is through. She's been traveling the country and finding her way. All wanderers are not lost. Join the team as we get back on track with Lazuli. Once again, welcome and well met. Hello again. Yo, dude. I know you're holding it down to San Diego right now, um, which yeah. we'll get into, but I'm jealous. It's, I literally walked my dog right before this, and in, in a blizzard is happening right now where I'm in Colorado, so it's like winter storm. Uh, I wish I was where you are. So um, something, as you know, we do on the episodes is to correlate the number with a major arcana in the tarot, and this being 260 would reduce to 8, which is typically the... Um, Hermit card, the Virgo card, but in this deck, uh, the David D'Angelo Starman tarot deck, he's been on the podcast, shout out, um, it's the alien, ironically. So it says, I bring back knowledge from distant places. The alien or the hermit card is about knowing One your second. worth. If this is 260? Yeah. That's eight. What did I say? I'm on I'm nine. pretty sure the alien is nine. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> hey, hey, this is how this is how life is. You just got to roll with punches. It's strength, even more appropriate. Whatever. So strength, eighth card. Yeah. Look how much I know my tarot. <laughs> I face my fears with the strength of love and patience, which is really what this is all about uh, right now. I know you guys are feeling it. Um, this is about trusting yourself, letting your inner endurance shine, using the power your power to embrace the amazing person within you. You have everything within you you need to succeed. Raphael, are you pulling a random one or what's going on these days? He is. I don't know what that is, what but that? tell us. This is the sun, number 19. Oh, word. Okay, cool. Nice. So, so, Lauren, or Lizzie between uh, my mistake, but also the strength card and the sun, what are you feeling? I mean, that's very San Diego, but, but uh, yeah, tell me any oh, synchronicities yeah. or resonances for you. Um, first thing that comes to mind is in my Mayan astrology, I'm a yellow solar human. Um, I resonate with the sun quite a bit. Uh, another thing that comes to mind is the fact that the sun brings life and permeates all through all. It's our life force. And, um, you know, with the strength within, we're able to keep pushing on, pushing forward, despite grief or suffering or um, anything else that might be happening in the external right now. That's what's up. I know I fucked up the card thing. Um, it was strength. Strength is the Leo card, uh, and the sun is Leonine. So, um, and in a lot of ways, I think... Uh, I don't I mean, I don't need to get all like, uh, you know, Crowley in about it, like we are stars, but it's like, there's this intrinsic solar stellar, which stars our suns, uh, power that we all have. And we, 
it's really just about kind of bringing that out. Um, and it's weird because, you know, a lot of mythologies, solar cults, whatever, Egypt and stuff are like, oh my gosh, look, there's Apollo's chariot. Oh my gosh. And now we're in Hades or whatever they're thinking on things were. Um, and it's just a process. So <laughs> trying not to identify too much with uh, one side of the coin really goes a long way. Like the nighttime has just as much, like, I don't know, I used to grow weed. So it's like, 12 hours of light for the plants and 12 hours of darkness. And that's how it's going to work. Um, just, uh, we can't be, you know, we have to find our strength in spite of just typical, I guess, positive um, illumination, solar vibes. But that is, I think what's happening in the collective right now. A lot of light is being shed on a lot of things. And it's crazy because, um, and I don't need to keep rambling, but um, with this last Joe Rogan podcast, they got basically kicked off Spotify and all these places. You can still find it on BitChute. Um, it was with uh, Raphael. Do you know the guy's name? Dr. Yeah. Malone, Robert, I think. Robert Malone. Yeah, really good shit. It's like three hours. I watched it in 2x speed on YouTube or whatever. You know, you could do that. It makes it more manageable time-wise. Um, but we're at a time when a lot of illumination, sun card is coming up, and it is going to bring strength, but a lot of people who were thinking they were being strong are going to realize they were maybe co-opted or weaker than they realized. And it's not even, it's something I pity more than not. It's not something I, you know, I have compassion for. It's, it's not so much like, I told you so. It's more just like, I knew it. <laughs> like, I knew it. Um, like, I, you know, that kind of vibe. Anyway, I'll shut up so a, you guys can talk about there, later. What's coming up is, like, there's a huge uh, relation with the sun and with, you know, darkness. And integrating that, that's coming up a lot for me right now is, um, yeah, the, the immense light and benevolent um, frequency behind all living things, but also... Um, the lack thereof and the contrast between the two. So like a seed coming through its casing in the darkness towards the light, which is also a huge winter theme, solstice theme. Um, but it's really pronounced right now. Um, so personally, I've been triggered a lot lately in my journey and now have the awareness to look at it as a gift to, um, you know, the trigger being the doorway to the, sh the shadow and watching very acutely on um, where those triggers are and what shadow projections are coming through me and how I can heal them um, on a, d a whole different level now than like the typical shadow work that I've been doing. You know, it comes in, in layers. Um, but yeah. I'm rambling now, but yeah, Front, it's nah, very, no, it's all good. yeah, very much in alignment. So, um, one more thought, I guess, on the sun card, it's, uh, you know, when the light like, gets shown, contrasts are sharper usually, you know what I mean? Like right mm -hmm. now you're in the sunlight, even I'm not, cause I don't face, uh, it's, I'm in snow storm anyway, and I don't face that with it, but you're in the sun and you could look at all the contrasts on your, uh, the shadows and light on your face. It's, it's like, it brings out. It it's shows the contrast. It's crazy. I um, it's one of the beauty of life, actually. I, I left a huge snowstorm in Ashland, Oregon, where I live. The day I left, Snowmageddon hit. Tahoe got slammed. Colorado got slammed. We all got slammed with tons of snow. I mean, record snow. And then the very next day, I'm in the sunshine. And, yeah, it's a trip. A whole different dimension down here. So you're just visiting family? I mean, you don't have to be, you know, divulge all your... Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, or I come down... Am I frozen? Because on my end, I'm frozen. No, you're okay? good. I mean, okay, it's okay. choppy, so maybe you're far from Wi-Fi, but uh, uh, we'll live. 
So I come down to San Diego usually at least twice a year to see family and friends. Um, COVID, of course, has caused some delays in uh, my regular visits. But this is the first time I've been down here since March of 2019. So it's been a while. Um, I like to make it more regular. I like to spend time with my family, do that shadow work as well. Um, and I... I love the opportunity to get some vitamin D, for sure. <laughs> I've only been to San Diego once. Um, my dad actually, we flew from Denver as a family for some reason to Phoenix and took an RV from Phoenix to LA and down and back. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know what, uh, Capulin State Park maybe it's called or something like that. I forget off the top of my head, but there's a city and then there's a bay and then there's this huge ridge that's like a state park. Oh, Coronado. A, Coronado. Coronado, there you go. See, I'm like, I don't so know Coronado's what it is. But Coronado is actually a peninsula mm. that's in just out right next to San Diego. San Diego is like quite the aquatic city. Um, if you zoom out from it, it's incredible. The skyline on the ocean and there's two bays, lots of boats, lots of beautiful sparkly lights. Um, it's vast. There's a lot of culture, um, a lot of really good food. And also it's just... It's biodiversity is very different from where I live in Oregon. So I'm always in constantly in awe just seeing the different life forms that are around me in different areas. Um, I've gone on a few hikes and seen some red-tailed hawk and, um, you know, looked at different plants around me. And, um, yeah, I love it. It's like a high desert that's pushed up along the coast. Exactly. Basically. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's one of them. It's honestly, uh, La Jolla, all of it was really beautiful. I was kayaking out there and seeing yeah. the kelp and it's like, man, I wish I could just I'm go going swimming, to La Jolla. but I guess there's sharks. <laughs> I'm going to La Jolla tomorrow. Actually, we're going nice. to go down to the cove, me and my mom, because she knows I love it down there. Um, I've done some crazy shit in my life. I used to swim in those kelp beds. You know, there's sharks. There's great white sharks. Yeah, that's what it's like. Sure. Um, I've been, you know, I've seen seals and jellyfish and I used to do some pretty ballsy, um, surfing and swimming when I was younger. So nowadays wow. I'm like, I'll wow. still swim. I'll go out there, but I'm like, yeah, you know, I could just be pulled out of the gene pool in two seconds if, if, uh, if it something thinks I'm food. So funny how it's tricky uh like living living with strength card like having purpose and not being afraid of things but also like using that sunlight of illumination not to walk into bear traps needlessly <laughs> uh that's kind of you know, funny what's up my dad refuses to get like water from a source he always gets plastic bottled water and it bothers me and i've been bugging him about it and he just he's 100 percent polish he just does not budge like if he does, if even if I have a suggestion that's like awesome, he'll be like, mm, I don't know about that. But anyway, I was just thinking about my image having an Aquafina bottle on this. You are such a Libra. It's, such a <laughs> it's all good. I mean, it's whatever. I try to think of shit around me. Oh wow! He's I love him. By the way, I love my father, <laughs> but he is, you know, not so logical sometimes. Well, maybe that's a good just starting point. I mean, we could talk about whatever, but it's like, how how can we have compassion for people that have differing worldviews, especially given that the world is it's seeming to kind of coagulate in very different pockets? I mean, maybe this was always the case, and maybe I was blind this to is, it. This is exactly what I've been focusing on for, like, the last 
week specifically being in San Diego because of course when you're around your family it can be you know high caliber shadow work because those 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 triggers are even if you think that you've dealt with them and you've processed them they're going to come up especially from family so and some people don't have a family or have the opportunity to connect in those ways so I've been looking my perspective have has shifted to that it's a blessing um, to not think it's this arduous, grueling, messed up process to feel pain or suffering or shadows coming up. Um, and yeah, how to have compassion for my family and my loved ones, even if they operate uh, in a different way than me, or even if they prod at me or try to judge me in some way, how to, how to wit witness that with compassion and not, um, let it affect my energetic field so much. So I've been constantly tested and this isn't just my family, but um, a big one that came up recently was like unwarranted judgment. Someone saying like that I should be living a specific way or doing a specific thing or why don't I have children yet? Or um, was that the gist of the whole conversation of the angle? It was like, kind of, you know, kind of, yeah, kind okay, of. Yeah. So, I was like, if you don't want to be specific, you don't. But then you said that. Yeah, I was like, all right, so well, I think I, I know was, the flavor now. And I felt, you know, I was triggered, but I let it wash over me. And I understood that that sentiment came from a place of that person fearing um, and wanting the best for me. But In their own what, way, they, yeah. what they think is the best for me may not be the best for me. So... Um, Apollo Coelho quote comes up in my brain and it's people have people seem to have an idea about how you should live your life and no idea about their own and Amen. for it's someone who <laughs> yeah for someone who is currently really trying to consciously do the work to have someone outside of me who I know is not traversing those depths um, to know themselves, it was ultra triggering because I was like, be very "Wow, <laughs> yeah!" I was like, "The audacity!" But a few days later, I like I melted into acceptance and was like, "You know what? This person loves the the shit out of me and is just terrified right now, you know." And it has absolutely nothing to do with me, um, and how it was a gift for that to come up for me because that that means I can step to another level of compassion in my journey and um and I'm huge on sovereignty so who am I to get triggered at someone who is living their life in the best they know how you know um but then it also brings up boundaries so like sometimes your boundaries can be um hindered by a shadow projection, in my opinion, and how to... Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, like, so you know how when someone, um, you know, they have the comparison of like, when you've been harmed, you put thorns or you cage your heart, right? Mm -hmm. um, I saw myself in some ways becoming more rigid than I needed to do or needed to be, excuse me. Um, so another idea that I've been adopting is compassionate awareness, which means like you're viewing the external, but you're doing your best not to emotionally react to it. And I don't know. Um, 
I felt like my initial response in this particular shadow work was a little rigid um, and in the sense of like feeling sorry for myself um, and like putting up like a defense mechanism in a way. And I realized that like if I didn't consent to that energy pulling from me that it wouldn't have much effect at all and like what what role that I play in my own suffering and my own perception and my own awareness and um, you know nothing can can harm you without your consent I think we brought up in my first podcast um, so if you look at everyone as though they're an entity with energy rather than a human being that helps as well so you know oftentimes I believe benevolent and malevolent forces can come through other people in order to teach us deeper wisdom or to paralyze us and pull us into fear um, and take us off course. So I guess, yeah, the biggest thing with also in alignment with the shadow work is, yeah, protecting the field and trying your best to observe and not allow anything to pull you off. Although it's easier said than done. It's a very um, stoic sentiment. I, I appreciate it. it I yeah. mean, the strength card shows a lady holding back the jaws of the, whatever passions, animalistic shadow, whatever you want to call it of the lion. Um, so it's funny that you're talking about boundaries because on the one hand, it's like, I think new age kind of hippie thinking is like, just whatever happens is all good, man. And at some level it's like boundaries. No. And I, you need to be like, like the lion will eat you if that, you don't hold his own. The 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 false um, ascension programming right now is unbelievable. Um, it's almost like we're just supposed to avert anything that doesn't make us feel good. Um, everyone's toxic. Everyone's a narcissist. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. Humanity has to wake up. We all have these characteristics. We are programmed in the society. We have to be able to look at ourselves in order to actually evolve. Um, yeah, bypassing is huge. Um, spiritual ego, as far as like thinking one is better than another or more high caliber, you can say that information or a person is high caliber, but to have the mentality that someone or you or another is better than another or is, is further ahead or more behind than another is, is um, just straight shadow, you know? It's, it's interesting. I'm seeing um, a lot of, of online stuff too lately the propaganda it was crazy because in 2012 when spirituality started like popping really popping. getting bigger uh, i was on like lightworkers.org i was in the you know the forefront of all the weird forums that like you know younger people my age started getting into um and now it's just like i get adverts that are like buy a reading you know just weird shit um so anyway in relation to that, like a lot of my uh, the other work I've been doing is like peeling back the layers, seeing the truth, like trying like I was I was talking to you, I believe, on our last podcast as well about how I wanted to throw away like every book that I had because there was so much just like deception and so much shit happening that, you know, everything's hijacked. Everyone's hijacked, you know, um, but it's a mess out there straight up like 
That's Even hard. The, ast- hard. the astral is a, is crazy too. Oh, my dreams have been crazy lately. I'm glad you said that. I don't yeah. smoke right now, so I'm having dreams. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but when I smoke weed, I tend to like just not have dreams really. Um, but I'm not smoking, and I haven't been for a while, so I'm I'm dreaming pretty intensely. And I I've been binging things on like Westworld. I just binged yesterday. I, I've oh, seen shit. the first season before. Yeah, but I never yeah. saw the second and third season. But I'm watching That's the shit at one. two speed, which is like I mean I'm a fast thinker, but it's like that's making the oh experience of all this God. shit so much more stressful. <laughs> You're telling what? me that the Gemini is watching this on double speed? What is, What speed? You're 2X, crazy. Usually. Yeah, of I know. course you it's, would. It, well, you have to have subtitles or else you're not but it's yeah, some yeah, weird yeah. way i'm like i'm not getting the emotional resonance of a lot of this but that's not why I'm, it's almost like i'm on a, a you know what that's probably up? a really good idea for me because i so Just don't waste i'm not time. A, that's how I i'm not a doom scroller right i'm i you know i'll get lost on my phone here and there but for some reason if something isn't powerfully pulling me in i just won't pay attention like if it's not if it's being filtered in my mind is where it's not getting through so i'm wondering if like watching it more speeded up would sped up uh at a higher speed whatever the vocabulary um i'm not even suggesting it's very disorienting and in a way it's making (laughs) like i've watched uh fantastic fungi which is a great documentary on netflix i watched that the other day with my uh, mom and stepdad and uh it was i mean it was funny because they're like fundamentalist christians who don't want to do psychedelics and there's a huge chunk of that about mushrooms that's what it's for though that's well yeah yeah it's for um, people who are not as educated about them because when I'm watching it, I'm like, wow, this is pretty. And I know all this stuff, but it's awesome that it's out there because it's good. most it's people positive have, propaganda. Have no... Yeah, totally. And the, and the cinematography is amazing. It's not all about psychedelic mushrooms. I should say it's about fungus in general, how we've co-evolved it's, some stone ape theory stuff. It's really fascinating. It's uh, um, pineal, uh, pineal propaganda. Pineal? Yeah. Pineal. Pineal. Uh, Pineal? I don't know. Did you know that uh, there's in uh, Hebrew, I think the stone that uh, uh, Jacob had his dream on or whatever, Jacob's ladder, um, he put, he left that like little area in a marker and they called it Pineal. I mean, it's spelled the same way. Nice. Yeah. Um, Wow. But anyway, yeah. So I was watching this documentary with my family and it was in one speed, like normal speed. And I felt like I was like walking through mud. Like, it was just like, oh, oh my goodness. gosh, I'm so programmed now for like, this. so luckily, I'm not even suggesting it. Luckily, it's highly visually stimulating and beautiful. And I, I was like, you guys don't even have to eat mushrooms. Like, this is what a trip looks like, basically. But you might as well try it for yourself. Especially considering my uh, stepdad just had um, prostate cancer and, and survived and was fine. But it's like hearing all those cancer stories and all that kind of stuff. I was like, y'all. Oh, have, yeah. I mean, it's tricky to Triggering. try to explain. Well, sure, but it's tricky to try to explain to people like these things will help with emotional catharsis and neurogenesis of the brain and all this kind of stuff without sounding just like you, you know, it's like excessive hippie, whatever. Have you seen um, the more popularized articles about uh, psilocybin therapy and COVID? No. Those those are popping up, at least on my end. Yeah, I guess I've seen a few articles where they're they're publishing – that COVID-19 has been tested, um, well, the after effects, like what it does to your lungs and your ner- your nervous system. I guess they're doing a study um, to see if psilocybin therapy will help with that, which is pretty cool. Um, However it works. I'm all about it. Yeah. Hey, look, it's Rafi. Hey. 
Mm. Were you you were gone that whole time? We missed you. No, no, no. I wasn't gone. Oh, I was oh, okay. I was, I was watching you. I'm just <laughs> hiding myself, you know. I have Aww. to control. Oh, there so, he <laughs> just to demonstrate, I no, see. what I want to say is a strength card. on a so, very simple sense. So I'll you know, I will not cease to bring this up, the whole argument, germ theory versus terrain theory. Not gonna ex expand on that now, but just in terms of the aspect whatever people may be suffering from, you know, aside from the idea that the testing is very shoddy. And by now I've even seen at least one example where a guy, I think in some English speaking country, he said, oh, my friend got tested positive, I think in the US even for coronavirus. And then he told his friend, please send me your lab results. I want to see them. And then you had the whole list, you know, of coronavirus N45, coronavirus S36, whatever, different variants, all kinds. And he tested yeah. positive for one of them. And was in quarantine because of that, right? And then his friend said, okay, this sounds interesting. Coronavirus, let's say 29E. I want to know what this is. He looked it up and it's literally the common cold, you know, yeah. in terms of definition. Yeah. So just to understand yeah. to everyone wondering why cases are flaring up everywhere is because they're right. just changing the te it's, testing definitions. I, but I want to yeah. get back to the core issue that you mentioned in terms of um, the real, let's say, suffering people experience and whatever... I almost want to say, you know, post post lockdown syndrome, if it even is post or whatever, not even post permanent crisis syndrome, whatever. Purgatory. These, yeah, <laughs> these these are actually things that have been going on for a long time, and even here, the main detrimental factor actually is fear. And even in Chinese medicine, fear and especially fear of death is attacking the lungs. So again, mm -hmm. you can see, you know, how this truly mm -hmm. is a mind and media virus first and foremost. Yeah. Um, and that's the real issue. And here I can well imagine psilocybin, just as before, can greatly help people, you know, alleviate their fears if done properly. Um, mm -hmm. So in this, this way, it makes complete sense that this could help. Totally. Yeah. I... So given the strength, what... I'm curious, Raphael um, and, and Lauren or Leslie. Sorry, I always keep calling you Lauren. You can call me either or. Lazuli is my artist moniker. It's like the umbrella term for all the stuff that comes from me. But Lauren is my name, so well, whatever. Okay, Jim, from now on, uh, call me God Emperor of Dune. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. The spice is flowing. All right, the so king, um, the king of all everything. So given um, the strength card, it shows, I mean, essentially boundaries. How how do you guys not fear, but show proper action when threat is involved? I mean, that's kind of what I'm having issue with where I'm like, all right, should I just leave America and let it burn up and do its own thing because I don't want to be a part of this? Or is it my responsibility to try to keep the jaws of the lion open and be like, oh, we can manipulate this and control it? with wisdom and grace or whatever i don't understand um it's tricky because if like i mean one of the i think bashar was the one who said this actually Raphael. um we feel pain and have fear for a reason it's not just irrational it's like if you didn't feel any pain you'd wear your stomach as a fucking hat or whatever i think he was saying uh like these things govern us towards better modes of operating essentially um so given that paradigm um how do you guys differentiate fear that you should act on versus fear that you should write off like Jiminy Cricket style, just whistle, you know, in the dark kind of stuff. And it's like, it'll go away. And I'll, like, how, how you see what I'm saying? There's different qualities of things. I, I, you don't want a boogeyman to take over your life. Um, which reminds me a little of like nine 11 and terrorism and stuff. It's like, not everybody's a terrorist, Jesus Christ. But at the same time, there are definitely people who want to do you harm. So how do you guys, um, I, I'm not really even tripping out on terrorism, but it's like, there's villainous people out there. So, um, 
yeah, how do you guys look at that when, um, if you know what I'm saying, if, I, if I'm if i going to explain myself properly? Would you like to start? That's a big rabbit. Yeah, you go ahead. That's a big rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, so first, just in terms of the way you described it, I would differentiate between fear and pain. Although, of course, we understand, and this is a big part of why the YouTube interview got banned with Dr. Malone, because he's talking about mass formation psychosis, which also heavily deals with cognitive dissonance, which even Jung described, you know, when he said people will do anything, no matter how absurd, only to stop them from facing their own souls. And that's, you know, precisely the situation where we're in. So differentiate between pain and fear, because fear, as I understand, mm -hmm. most oftentimes how to say like there is different there is levels between you know the real tiger who maybe for whatever reason really is angry at you because also here we've seen different pictures right where do you have a, a real fear scenario and what are mainly imagined fears or let's say non-immediate fears that are you know projected and programmed into us and actually only lead us down a certain path of action by putting us into a survival mode you know so i think it's important to uh, differentiate those because uh, then also pain the way I see it, at least many people are in very heavy pain, but that is mainly because they're not really, you know, living their highest excitement. They're not truly expressing themselves so, and they are judging themselves and others. So therefore they are in, in heavy pain. And in terms of how to react, um, I don't think really the situation itself can be controlled. And that's also the big issue we see with some of the apparent controller factions that they want to control everything and they see it slipping away out of their hands. Um, but what everyone can do is control themselves and then just choose what I almost want to say timeline they lock into or what idea, what energy, what what polarity they want to give their own energies to. Um, and then, you know, at least not precipitate, you know, any destructive behavior, but just align to something creative. Um, I think because, you know, each and every one doing that, not remaining stuck in fear, not going down the pre-described path that shall lead you ultimately to your own slaughter, you know, and this is nothing new even. Um, anyone who makes a choice here and just chooses to be creative and not be on in fear and, uh, you know, fall for the propaganda, I think makes all the difference. And there's a lot of those individuals around. That was uh, you really talk well so stated. Yeah, no, he's a smart monkey. That's why we talk a lot. That's why I love this shit. Um, I don't know. One thing that came to mind is if I'm faced with a fear, I almost always come through the other side if I just work through the fear and face the fear. And I think in alignment with what Rafi is saying is um, with the cognitive dissonance, some people en almost enjoy living in that state or maybe that's all they know. Um, It's very strange. Um, as far as like what you were saying, Jim, about just wanting to leave and go to Mexico, um, I've well, thought about. I've, I've thought about. <laughs> I've I've thought about you know if shit's already hitting the fan, right? But we're already in this, you know. Um, and what Rafi was saying is choosing what what you want to tap into. So your external could be horrible and you could still be aligned with source energy and be protected and be okay um 
mean, that's the there's point of Daniel and the lion's den, right? The strength card yeah, kind of in the Bible a, There's story. a few <laughs> key factors. If, if they, um, let's say on a smaller scale, if they started demanding vaccines for the state of Oregon, I would probably defer, definitely leave. Um, but on a bigger scale, I feel like I'm pretty safe. I don't feel the need to escape. I feel th- right now the need to really be clear and in my body and healthy um, in the best possible way. I still vape and whatnot, but um, so that I can help the emotional processes of others who are in that fear state, um, just like through s- simple relations, like talking to your neighbor or saying hello to someone on the street. Or if someone reaches out to you and is having a hard time, if you have the energy to help them. Um, I don't know, I'm getting off on a tangent, but here, just the other day, I was going through some physical pain. And I prayed to Mother and Father God, and I said, thank you um, for bringing this to my awareness. Um, I asked for assistance, you know, obviously that pain was coming up in order for me to examine it and work through it. Um, I had an anxiety attack at the same time because I was like, wow, I'm not feeling okay. And then I breathed through it and I worked through it and I was fine the next day. So similar to the fight or flight responses, you know, sometimes we're going to get triggered. Sometimes we're going to be terrified. Sometimes we're afraid to share our gifts with the world because we're afraid of delivering it properly or if it's not perfect or whatever. And nine times out of 10, 10 times out of 10, if I break through my fear and I face it directly, it doesn't have that much power over me anymore. So right after Westworld ended, I started trying to binge, but I'm not going to do it because it's a goddamn commitment lost. Uh, which is a great show. I actually moved to Honolulu right when it was wrapping up. I should have gone to the Waikiki Beach and watched the red carpet finale with all these actors. I didn't know what was happening like that week I moved there. But um, Lost, the first episode is like basically, you know, I'm not going to give too many spoilers. This guy named Jack, he's all injured. And this lady named Kate, he's like, come sew me up. And she's like, I'm freaking out. I don't know if I can do it. She's like, how are you keeping it your shit together? And he's like, tells a story. He's like, I guess he's a surgeon, right? And he's a spinal surgeon or whatever. And he was doing his surgery on this girl anecdotally while she's sewing him up. Um, and he's like, you know, I cut her nerve sac and all this spinal fluid and everything's coming out. Like worst case scenario, right? Like basically. And he said he counted to five. He's like, I knew the fear was there. He's like, I let it come in. It's kind of like Dune. You know, got to like let it in yeah. or whatever. Here's um, the mind killer. Right. But there's still, an, it, um, to deny it is right. what I think is the issue sometimes. To say there's nothing to be Mm -hmm. afraid of. It's like, yeah, there is, but how Mm -hmm. are you handling it? Oh, here it is. Yeah. There. So it goes. Raphael, your sexy voice. Yes. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain and yeah frank herbert knew what he was talking about and you know Mm -hmm. fear false evidence appearing real and from a metaphysical perspective this is also i mean related through bashar even though again i don't agree with many of his most recent statements but the core idea just being that here here if we truly if (laughs) he's hijacked yeah people are arguing like maybe that he's you know it's too much of the personality coming through ever since 2016 or whatever you know 
everyone can have their opinion on it. But anyway, Bashar himself always said, never believe anything I'm saying only because I'm saying it. I only wish people would listen back to all the old recordings where he's talking about health and so on. Anyways, um, <clears throat> the, the core idea being that uh, ultimately, if you really understand that we are, you know, ultimately one consciousness holographically connected and uh, not finite the way we are programmed to believe that we are, then truly all negative beliefs really fundamentally are false. They really are false. And it's, it's a strange mind game to consider it. But basically, anytime you realize that there's something uncomfortable about an idea or belief system, it feels limiting. It feels it puts you into a no choice survival mode. The belief is actually always wrong. But the joke is you can only see it if you face it, allow it to be reconstructed, and then you're in a new world where suddenly this is exactly normal. And before, you maybe couldn't even have really imagined living in that way. But the, the, the crazy thing is, at least in my experience, to the degree that it's relevant for our lives, this always works, always. And the most incredible things you never thought were possible are very, very possible. It's really just a matter of perspective and facing this fear and doing the shadow work the way you described, Lazuli. Yeah. yeah. So these fin yeah. these finite systems, you know, um, that's another part of like peeling back the layers of seeing the truth and all these different constructs. And um, may I briefly bring something up because I just saw yeah. this before the show, and I even I put it here as the overlays. And I'm not saying I agree with this or not. I just find this contemplation so interesting. So I'm just trying to show you. Maybe you can see it. Um, and I haven't seen the whole video yet, but the the main idea simply being that there is a, a difference in, let's say, geometric patterning, and that supposedly the upper pattern you see would be the actual, let's say, God pattern oh, or yeah. whatever. This and is so funny. One, yeah. This is coming up because I'm yeah, wearing yeah. a bit of Charles oh, necklace, exactly. and I'm like, I should take this off, Here's, I think. And just, just to say my... I've been looking at this stuff, too. Yes, There's yes. A, yeah. The uh, um, inverted Metatron's cube, uh -huh. and it's, uh -huh. it's hijacked... Um, by the dark grid or no, the just dark also portal. because what you earlier said when you mentioned like oh everyone says everybody else is hijacked because it's also you know yeah to me it's, dude yeah. this is so synchronistic that you're showing this because i was literally just watching shit about this okay great to, yeah great because to me it's, it's like to me honestly the daisy of death looks pretty beautiful i mean they say lucifer is beautiful too or whatever but to me yeah. at least the way the energy i associate with this at least has nothing to do with limitation even though i can kind of see the difference they're talking about but um i i don't get the kind of bad or dangerous vibe from it so i'm curious to what you guys think and i'm happy if it's synchronistic oh no it's ridiculous and i'll uh, talk about it briefly so, uh, uh, let me just spit this out while it's on my mind right i'm wearing ahead, a metatron's yeah, cube necklace on my neck because Haley, my fiance, like two years ago, was like, oh, this is cool. Let's get this as an engagement thing. She hasn't worn hers for six months. I never took it off. I mean, we're, we're still together or whatever. But, um, and, and literally yesterday, uh, a few days ago, somebody on my Facebook wall, I guess he listens to our podcast or something. And he's like, I, Raphael, remember? I, maybe this is where you saw it. Um, yes, is this David, where you saw it? David Can't Albion. Thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. That's what I was just and watching. It was like this interesting, oh, but shit. I don't know what to think about it, you know? Well, it's I was, I'm was i surprised you watched it because it's basically like there's a lot of distorted fucking timelines, including possibly Greys and Bashars and Channelers and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
And, and I mean, I'm still you know, rocking the, this. I'm probably going to take it off. Take it off right now, jeez. <laughs> no, but you here's the thing. Just, just very briefly, just because we're at that moment, and Lauren, I'll let you talk. But uh, Jim, this is interesting. Don't take it now. off yet. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. I'm just, just, just to become aware. Like, oh, so what funny. is this? Like, can it really be that we allow even any symbols to define, or anyone else to define what symbols mean to us? You know. Right. But are there that, intrinsic you know? values? Or even like of... the pyramid eye, you know, like it's, it's bad now only because the Bohemian Grove uses it. I mean, you know, it's, it's also strange. It is. I think it depends on the resonance behind it, like how you can uh, resonate with truth once it's verified. Uh, put something but else on the chain. All right. I'll it, a concept <laughs> that's brought up in some of the, the uh, message boards that I'm on and telegram groups and whatnot is the NAA, the Negative Alien Agenda, which I'm sure you guys are familiar with. And what they, what they were saying... Rafael really was not even believe in aliens. I'll be honest. Like, forever, I was like, dude, those are fallen angels and shit. And he's like, all is one, chill out. And I'm like, all right, they're maybe saying, I'll do they're saying, they're saying the flower of life and certain designs of the seed of life are finite structures that they're closed. So when you look at them, um, they're actually mirroring back to you um, like phantom, phantom energy or finite structure or something like that. Um, I think it depends on the art. I, de I think it depends on how it's being expressed. Um, you know, I'm wearing these are Sri Sri Yantra, Sri Yantras. Yeah. Um, Seventy-two names of yeah, God, right there. Beautiful, um, Sri Yantra. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of in agreement with Rafi in that, and you, in that there's so many distortions and theories and opinions that it's you kind of have to weave through them and verify them with your own truth. And um, that, I mean, that's how I operate with most things, is someone can tell me something amazing or terrible about someone or something, but but until I verify it with myself and how that makes me feel, then, then I come to the conclusion of whether it resonates with me specifically or not. Which um, is the strength of sovereignty, ultimately. I mean, you're making your own decision. But what's funny that Raphael is bringing up is like there are intrinsic, I don't know, natures or values. I don't know how one would put this resonances, frequencies to certain patternings. I mean, a good example, though, it triggers a lot of people, the swastika, clearly an occult symbol used by the Nazi you know, Nationalist Party or Germany and all this shit. Not a good look. Hindus much longer correct, in the reverse. Correct, correct. That's kind of what I'm saying. But but here's the thing: they flipped it. So do they know? It's like you know, it's like flushing a toilet to blow up in your face, as opposed to like go away. Well, um, and they spun it too. No, forty-five degrees. Oh uh, yeah, it was, a, it was well, an angle. The reason that the swastika now has such a, a negative influence is because it was was used so widely as a negative symbol towards it was hijacked yeah. yeah it was hijacked so i have seen metatron's cube used in a luciferian sense i have seen it put on garments of clothing that were clearly resonating with reptilian agenda um i but you can feel it you can see something and feel its purity um or what what vibration it's at i feel in my opinion so um again yeah and because because the swastika was so widely used it's uh in that sense in that negative sense that's why it's like oh no like that's a bad symbol same thing um, with a small mustache it's really hard to pull off that uh yeah. adolf 
mustache now. It's just he kind of ruined a lot of things, it seems. It's also right. just, you know, yeah. So, so many interconnections here. I just like to mention that the colors that they used were also white, black, and red, which are Orion, also the Orion colors, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and just because you bring Rage up, Against the Machine uses those colors often, for yeah. the record. And uh, just because you bring up um, spiritual discernment, as I would call it, which I also think is the, just today commented like it's the most important magical ability we can develop right now. And Keith Colet, who I thought on with JJ and who's going to come on this show soon as well, he's friends with uh, Dr. David Martin, who has quite a, you know, huge perspective, let's say, which I think is very comprehensive and very smart. And he recently like made a rant on his Facebook, Keith, talking about this and saying so many people are saying, oh, he must be controlled opposition because he knows too much or he has such a wide view and so on. How can this be? He must be controlled opposition. And then Keith saying, well, he's making it. I think it's an interesting analogy between, let's say, the magicians and the muggles and saying in this case that many are behaving like muggles, even if they claim to be spiritual, because they just by default assume that even anyone that maybe um, just have a certain level of awareness must be something negative, must be from the negative side or must have nefarious intent, <clears throat> which uh, then of course, and then he brings it back to the idea that ultimately where you cannot rely on any majority opinion or even any peer review study is simply looking at someone, ideally of course, meeting them physically, you know, looking them in the eye and discerning for yourself, you know, is this individual uh, truthful and honest to the best of their abilities or are they deliberately trying to trick or control you? And exactly. Yep. That's, that's something even I read in books a few years ago where they wrote about the time which is going to happen now and oftentimes mentioned this idea that spiritual discernment would really be on the rise and will be in a way, I almost want to say, the secret tool, let's say, mutually, that can help us through this time. Because if I immediately know if someone's lying to me or not, or very quickly can discern that, I'm not easy to trick, not easy to control, and then good luck to any negative fear-based forces, you know? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Very eloquently stated. It's perfect. Um, yeah. The tricky part, it's, Lauren, did you want to say something? I don't want to control you. I was just going to say discern, a discernment is, you know, related also to those fears that you were talking about that come up and come through. And um, fear kills discernment, I think. Like too much fear, mm -hmm. and especially this yeah. undefined subtle fear that's been participated the last two years especially, either, kills either you, Either you are really being harmed, right? It could be a malevolent force, or you're being rigid and defensive, right? And discerning between those two is a fine line sometimes. Um, I know before I had certain experiences that were very troublesome to me through inter or through relations, right? Um, I may have been too rigid in the past, you know? I might have overlooked uh, having compassion for someone because when you first draw a boundary, sometimes you're like, no, like, get the fuck out of my life. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want you it's around. It's an expulsionary force boundary. Right. like, and, fuck and, off. <laughs> right. And sometimes right. that's necessary. You know, mm -hmm. I have had in recent months um, people who want access to me that I cannot allow uh, to have access to me for, for the highest good of all. I think that's another good point to bring up is it's it's not my will. The way that I live by my life, my life is not my will, but God's will and or source or source of all creation, whatever you want to call 
it um it's it's not my will it's for the highest good of all so usually if you use that as kind of a compass with your discernment you can see um, a, a little bit bigger like bird's eye view of what's going on between two two energies right um, sometimes it's malignant and is not you can feel it drain you and it's not good for your life or your what's happening in around you but sometimes it's really just shadow work you know being able to see clearly um and have healthy boundaries because honestly if you set a boundary with someone self and that person doesn't stick around then they're clearly um either not at the level of development you are with with your shadow work or your evolution um you know or they're they don't want to be um that's another thing too i'm rambling but Very i recently had to so. forgive myself i had i had to recently forgive myself for trying to push or coerce people um who i loved into to doing the healing that I'm doing or to seeing something the way that I see it or forcing them to love me when they're a sovereign being and it's a choice. So, um, yeah, the ego pathologies come up with the shadow, with the trigger as the doorway. And it's, it's our choice, what we want to do with that information. Um, yeah. And, and I've definitely wanted to protect myself a lot more these days, be very critical and uh, particular about who I allow in, um, just so I can keep keep myself centered and grounded. Um, but also, you know, it's diving into those types of things that really strengthen us um, to be able to navigate the mountains and the valleys. And um, yeah. Isn't this something you wanted to talk about, Jim, in terms of service to others? Like service yeah, to I was just about to say. So, whatever well, we don't have to talk about spiritual bypassing necessarily, but this whole little documentary, I'll send you the link to this, um, uh, Leslie. Um, it's it's a long little process. I'm watching it in two speed, and it's still, you know, it's a few hour long video. But it's this lady, and it's, I think it's from 2007, and she's kind of like, it's fascinating. I mean, at lots of levels. It's almost like Dan Winter, but not. It's 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 kind of like, trying to tear apart false light agendas and new age shit and stuff isn't it and it is a quote new ager yeah and i'm hearing this and being like oh shit maybe i have been duped even my fiance's like are you sure you should be still be tripping like are you opening portals you know to <laughs> incorrectly and not knowing what you're doing and i'm like yeah maybe um but the idea of service to self versus service to other because in some abstract way i think anybody this is where it gets tricky I don't think anybody's so selfless that they're living for the whole always. I think that's like this Christological, you know, whatever, this consciousness that right. we don't tend to do. Um, Bodhisattva mode all, all day. Like, I don't, like, we, we aspire to these things. The uh, ego, the, the ego's there to check that. It's like your ego is designed to basically, it's a tool for development and your ego will check that. Sometimes you have to be quote unquote selfish. Um, mm. But I don't know, like, if you think about it, sometimes it is for the highest good of all because perhaps it's a codependent situation or maybe someone needs to process something and maybe you need to put yourself first for a little while so that you can um, reacclimate to your own energy so that, you know, you can show up for yourself and for others in, in, in a better way. 
um, I don't know, that's a huge rabbit hole too, like with discernment, just what is best for me? What is best, what is, what is for the good of all? I think, you know, there's so many pathologies in it too, where sometimes people will say, okay, I'm going to go out and do this good thing. And then I'm going to post about it on the internet. Um, so that people know how good I am. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. No, to me, um, as far or as piety, yeah, like self righteousness or whatever. Yeah, we all struggle. Um, we all struggle with that. Virtue, virtue yeah. signaling. Yeah, virtue. I mean, yeah, that's pretty yeah, much fact, what we've been we, dealing with our, lately. Our society, we have massive, massive pathologies within our our society, but it's not until we actually do the individual work that we can start to reveal and shed shed some light on it. Um, the pointing fingers that, um, so I'm huge on with my own work, um, not seeking anything in the external, not longing for anything, not blaming the external, um, not looking to the external for help or to save me in any way. Um, I think that a lot of humans use the external as a cop-out or bypass with the external because they don't want to sit with the pain it takes to examine yourself um and that's just you know, trying to be right or okay oops seems your stream is you're having the, connection issues it's choppy oh, yeah, no. it's choppy. um yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, no you're cool, cool. you're here um, but it's choppy it, when i, I sit closer to your wife like it, it was like okay I don't je ne sais pas. Um, yeah, it's, it feels like there's this weird this line. Time. You're cool. Oh, yeah. you, I mean, look for us. There's this, there's this thing, too, I've been seeing a lot lately with blaming the external. A lot of people will complain about some type of the issue unvaxed. that they're in, but they're actually <laughs> consenting. They're, they're consenting to it, right? So did you hear that? Yeah. I don't know about Rafael, but there's about um, two or so, three second lags, and I'll try to stop not talking over you. I'll give you space. So That's why I'm like shutting up quickly. So basically, people will complain about something in their life that they're consenting to, which I used to do in the past, and I still do at times. There's different layers to to healing those aspects of self, those phantom selves. Um, but it's interesting to to witness so much blame so much like he said that she said that or um or giving their power away to the external like jesus is gonna save you or um if you do this this will happen or you know it's it's wild it's crazy to see just and and i haven't even revealed everything that i need to work on myself so yeah i don't know well, I would certainly say one of the most premier exercises is in with anything, especially if you're being honest with yourself, if there's anything you really don't want to do, just like you said, simply don't do it. See what happens. Yeah. Because usually people yeah. are only afraid, oh my God, what's going to happen if I don't conform to this or that? And at least in my life so far, anytime I actually made the choice, it always turned out a lot better. You know? So <laughs> something I can so recommend. So here's an example. So um, for everyone else who's out there, so say, for example, you meet this person, get into a relation with them, and then they decide to betray you and burn you. The shadow work there is 
forgiving yourself, right, for making the choice to consent to involve with someone who may be harmful and not trusting your intuition and being able to discern that that relation may be, um, you know, not in alignment, right? So a lot of times we'll be like, well, fuck that guy or this person burnt me or whatever. Now I'm starting um, more recently in the last year, um, starting to look at myself and forgive myself for, for not trusting myself and, um, and taking that victimhood and, and transmuting that, alchemizing that into growth. Yeah, it's hard because a lot of people expect perfection. And it's, it's weird because I think it's a yeah. God image bearing way. We know what's possible. That's the beauty of psychedelics. It's like, holy shit, look at all this. Actually, I mean, I just heard Carl Jung. Basically, um, my fiance is kind of like, hey, check this out. He wasn't all about psychedelics. I'm like, okay, I'll check it. And he wasn't against it. He was like, oh, is LSD masculine? I haven't done it, blah, blah, blah. But he's basically saying there's a responsibility of going into the collective unconscious and um careful what you meet there like in a weird way you can you uh you can it's almost like mickey mouse no sorcerer's apprentice you can summon things and all of a sudden mm-hmm. not know what the fuck is even going on and just be out of your element and in a sense that yeah. is a lesson <laughs> so it's like it's all good in a weird way but you don't have to you know you know be dissected upon by life to go it's tr- it's so tricky there's i mean you don't want to avoid it's it's but true. at the same time, there's, you know, the hard road is harder because you're hitting the speed bumps at, you know, greater consistencies. So, or Jim, as, as you ascend, you know, the, as you're healing, right, you, you become more and more vibrant and powerful. So when, if you, as a light being, right, um, you're a target as well. If, if you decide to traverse uh, the astral, you know, it's not this bypassing thing where like everything's butterflies and rainbows. There's all sorts of demonic and strange uh, entities and stuff like that. So yeah, if if you are not grounded in self, like I've gotten the clear message to be pretty sober right now. Um, I do vape my, my pen and occasionally will smoke cannabis, which I'm in and out with. Um, but I kind of notice how it immediately affects my field. It kind of like... You know, if you're shielding up consistently and protecting yourself and, um, you know, occasionally if I get real lifted or, um, you know, a little too altered, I feel a little bit more vulnerable. And I'm not saying that that necessarily automatically attracts negative energy, but but just being who you are and being who we are. Um, I do believe that there is some targeting um, and that it's important to, to stay healthy. Um, I do still, ex- uh, I, I experiment with psychedelics, but I haven't tripped in a while. Like it's been at least a year for me, which is interesting. Um, a little bit of microdosing. But I haven't eaten LSD in probably two years. I usually save it for once a year at Oregon Country Fair. Um, and that hasn't happened. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel, like, really vulnerable right now, if that makes sense. Like, no, not does. vulnerable. Like, like, I'm strong, right? I'm probably stronger than I've ever been. But, but the veil thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. basically Haley's argument. She's kind of like, these aren't the time, like maybe, I mean, this is an argument, I'm not saying I agree with it or not. Um, there was a time for these tools and 
and maybe that time it's not over, but it's like, I would imagine like the way people drink and probably whatever, drink alcohol. Like at first, I think it was for, you know, earliest, I think Egypt had beer, but, uh, the way they used to do it is not like Mardi Gras or, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not quite the same. And I think we've commercialized and capitalized so much on impulse. They've used it. They've used it sacredly. You know, I'm pretty to, sure they used other herbs too, you know? Yeah. That's what I always like to so, bring up with Germany. Spirit, alcohol <laughs> is the essence, you know, um, it's called a spirit. We've spoken about this before, I'm pretty sure, in the maybe the first podcast or second podcast. But yeah, it just amplifies the plant medicine, right? And because humans like to go hard with everything, I'm seeing alcoholism, ketamine addiction, you name it, cocaine sugar whatever Internet. whatever we can yeah. uh, kratom even can be used mm -hmm. therapeutically for opioid addiction but then we get addicted to that thing and um you know that this the energy behind kratom specifically like it's a painkiller but it's, it hits your opioid receptors just like any opiate um we just go too hard with it so yeah the egyptians were actually using it sacredly and they were some magical beings for sure um, but yeah, I different zeitgeist, right? I mean, in a sense, it was a different world. They weren't dealing with internet awareness and globalization and politics. No. I'm not saying that division like hasn't existed. You know, I'm sure there was, you know, solar versus lunar temples, kind of like in the mummy, <laughs> like these cults, like fighting each other. I'm sure that happened. But, um, I think the name, I mean, it, to my fiance's arguments to play her side a little, it's like, it does seem the nature of things is changing. And that means that, um, I mean, I think there's some Bible verse uh, about Paul being like, when I was a kid, I drank milk, but now I'm ready for meat. I'm a vegan. But it's like, you know, there's stages of embryonic development and some of these things really mm -hmm. help. Like, I don't think I could have gotten through my depression, major depressive issues and my parents' divorce and also to 9-11 without cannabis. That really was like a cradle for me in a lot of ways. Um, and then it became such a safe zone that it became normal and then not to be on it was unnormal and then i mean that's where you know it kind of gets twisted i guess a little um so I, think always it, i think it just highly depends on why we're using them okay so if you look at a festival there's a lot of beautiful things about a festival the festival culture is is truly what helped to shape who i am and feel comfortable in this vessel in a lot of ways but there is a lot of trauma bonding. There's a lot of people who are opening portals that uh, have no business opening portals. Um, there's a lot of, yeah, hijacking and dark stuff that happens at festivals. But as we evolve as a species and we start doing the inner work, it's reflected in our communities. So I believe that it's only going to continue to um, get better and heal as as these things are brought into awareness, especially with heavy drug use and um, repetitive addiction and trauma bonding. And um, a lot of it has to do with not having access to the healing that we need. A lot of it has to do with our health care system in the United States. Um, but, you know, I just I just lost a friend recently who who was found next to his laptop you know, just dead and pretty sure it was fentanyl, um, which is a whole nother rabbit hole. You know, they create a problem, they create the solution and that's how they profit. They're profit profiting off of people. But, but back to what Haley was saying. Um, yeah, like I, I stopped drinking. I haven't, uh, drank any alcohol in over two years. 
that was a huge thing for me. It was dumbing me down. It was uh, fragmenting. I'm pretty my certain field. the first time we ever talked, you yeah. were drinking beer. Uh, I think oh, we yeah. just like randomly talked, and you're like, "What up?" Yeah. And I was like, yeah. "Oh, hey!" And it was like Pap City. Hey, what's up? But uh, it was no. I, mm-hmm. I, in a sense, I'm not even judging. I don't really care. I think we've all come a long way. Um, we, yeah, and, we touched on it in the first podcast, but I am a huge um, advocate of this now. If, if I can experience trauma, so crippling trauma to where I don't even want to feel the pain and I understand then what I'm doing to numb the pain. And if I can work through it, um, it's more so like not this like AA mentality. It's like we are vibrant, beautiful creatures of God. And yeah, we are, under a bushel kind of thing. Yeah, we already have enough shit poisoning us. There's no point in not being, you know, clear, clear minded and, and cleaning the vessel, you know. Um, and but also if I hadn't had those experiences, I would not be who I am today. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm more so an advocate of not like sobriety or whatever, more so just, um, being healthy, being yeah. responsible, having discernment, being healthy, knowing your limits, knowing whether you're using something to escape, disassociate or numb yourself versus using it as a tool and integrating it into your life. Um, but You've mentioned yeah. it a few times, could you go a little into what you mean by trauma bonding? Trauma bonding is basically like gathering with other people that aren't actively conscious of their trauma or consciously trying to work through it and basically just commiserating, like um, hanging out, uh, talking negatively, complaining, um, doing harming the body, harming oneself, harming other people, um, gossiping slandering anything that is um degrading to yourself or another and and not actively doing anything to work together to heal through that trauma um not holding space um you know uh, not valuing someone's emotions or feelings um not working together to find a higher understanding um it's it's basically just a an ego pathology that is there to break someone down or um, keep them stuck or stagnant. Um, that's why people just hang out at bars. And, and I was going to say, it sounds like my high school clique. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of times they're not they're not really having fun. You know, it's 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 not fun. It's your and no judgment, because I'm sure you can have fun at a bar if you go with your friends and you're having fun, whatever. I get, but... I get what you mean, though. I get, totally get what you mean. When people just sit around kind of drinking whiskey, being like, fuck that, they're asking. Yeah, fuck this, fuck that, or they're yeah. talking about someone. Um, you know, I had to forgive myself because I spent a lot of time at a bar, um, not necessarily, you know, talking shit about people, but, but actually consenting to be around that energy consenting like not loving myself enough to use my energy for good and creative arts and um, how much time I wasted just trying to numb those feelings but again you know it's all part of the path and it brings you to the here and now so yeah Bilbo wouldn't be his awesome self if he hadn't gone through some bullshit it just is yeah for sure 
Yeah, so for me, the only alcohol I drink is I've got this really nice kava kava tincture, kava kava. Kava's been like a lifesaver for me recently. Um, I do eat kratom occasionally for menstrual cramps, um, but I don't take it daily. Um, my diet is vegetarian. I'm not vegan. I still have a really fucked up relationship with cheese um, that I'm it's trying to cut. It's cocaine, apparently. Yeah. That was, the one, that yeah. was the hardest one for me, dude, straight up. I mean, I went to yeah. Greer, Switzerland. I was like, this is crack. Like, this is my favorite it cheese. Is. And, it really and is. And at some like, point, you just... I don't know. I think I think if you distance yourself from something long enough, you the the claws get out or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of it. So it's just like, uh, and, and then you can maybe re- be reasonable. I say that. Um, the other day, what happened? Shit. Oh my. Oh, Haley sent me a care package, a vegan care package, and I was like, I'm not even hungry. It was like chips and like you know all this nice stuff, um, like some mm-hmm. like the like the good grocer or something from Austin, Texas. Anyway, really nice thing, seventy bucks or something like that. You know, not cheap. And it was like a college care gift where it's like, I could have eaten one of these little snacks once a day for two or three months. And I was like, oh, I'm good. I'm opening it. We're taking a video of me. I'm like, oh, I'm not even hungry. And then like, I was like, Ooh, a Reese's kind of thing. And I was like, I haven't had a Reese's in a shit long time. And I ate it. I was oh, just like shit. game over. Yeah. I ate it all yeah. in like a day or two, the whole package. So, yeah. I mean, there is a strength. Uh, I mean, sometimes we look at the strength card as like, Oh, I can hold back my enemies or whatever, like this externalized force, but all even temptations of addiction. I've got that gene key shadow. Um, oh, dude. It's not fun. So sugar, like, you got to keep that shit at bay. Sugar, what is it? Yeah, yeah, sugar. So uh, internet, anytime, obviously, at this point. Anytime there's an uncomfortable energy or feeling or anxiety, like I noticed when I quit drinking, I like I went to sugar because your blood sugar gets lower. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, OK. And then my doctor was like, well, you actually should up your sugar a little bit because your body's so used to having sugar. So I had to kind of like, my... give us something. Yeah. I had, like parasites <laughs> were like, yes. Um, so, yeah, the biggest one for me lately has been sugar and caffeine um, and just using all these like dip. And now my body's like just straight up telling me um, because I've been more so in alignment, if I eat. If I was to eat a piece of meat right now, I would probably shit blood like straight up. Like my body <laughs> just can't. crazy. <laughs> like my body can't. That's code red live. there. Yeah. Yeah, I like, know. It's I get Well, um, even just the enzymes you need to break down certain proteins, like if you don't have it in your gut for a while, it's I mean I, get I remember serious, yeah. serious inflammation if I eat meat. Like even if I wanted to, it's very hard for me to digest. So yeah, and then yeah, sugar, caffeine, and then nicotine has been huge. I the only other time I've used nicotine recently. Oh, I haven't even told you, I uh, sat with Combo Medicine for my first time recently. What's up is, with that? Um, okay. I mean so, that's a, that's a gnarly thing. I've never done it. Um, it's on the to do so list. I'm going I guess. to. I gotta go get my charger, but I'm still here. Yeah, do your thing. Um, yeah, Combo Frog Venom. What's yeah, fuck? so Frog Venom. <laughs> It's, it's from South America. Um, if you need to edit yourself for a second and mute, like not talk about this, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. yeah, I was like, I can fill the gaps. Um, we've had okay. Elizabeth Bobo. She's been on before she did it. Um, I'm trying to get Angela Kuntz, the shaman type friend of hers that administered this. Um, I've actually found a place in Mexico, I think in Cancun for 500 bucks, um, which I, ayahuasca out here in Colorado, where I was looking, is like $350 for an, a session. I was like, that seems a little pricey. Oh, um, dude, you just got to come to Oregon. 
well, it's kind of hard to travel right now, but maybe, maybe I will yeah. do that. Um, I'm not against it. Um, because I'm definitely, I mean, I'm not all about it, but there's this guy, I don't, I, I think it's called like something river. Like, I forget, but he's a psychoanalyst of 40 years, kind of Jungian type. And he's like, Oh, for 500 bucks, uh, you stay a few days there. And it's like, you do DMT five MEO DMT. Um, so like frog extract or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so the combo, frogs, yeah. Uh, the frogs I have peyote. So anyway, go ahead. The, the frogs have all the medicine. So your combo and your buffo. Uh, Mr. So, Kermit is our friend, I guess. Tell us, like, well, okay, first of all, you've never so, done this. What made okay. you, like, okay with the idea? Because I think you burn yourself to administer it and all sorts of weird shit. It's very weird. Um, so it's traditionally used in South America uh, as an antiviral to heal sickness, but also to um, increase vitality for hunting, um, from what I gather. And, hold on, where's the charger? I basically have been working through some like physical ailments and like as I'm dropping density um, in my body, I started um, having some some medical issues this last year and nothing crazy serious, but um, I really wanted to experiment with it, but A, I was on unemployment at the time. I knew that ceremony would probably cost a lot of money et cetera, et cetera. So my, um, my theory behind medicines when they come to me is I don't chase after anything. You know, there's no dragon tail. Um, I put it into my consciousness and if it's meant to come my way and it's, and it's a green light, um, then I'll do it. So I get this green light, um, from a practitioner in Ashland who, um, is one of 72 practitioners in the United States that's uh, that he's certified with the medicine and it's safe and everything else, which was a huge thing for me, um, especially since you can have adverse reactions to it. Uh, you know, it's, it's not it a game. Killed. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's serious so, shit. That's why I haven't fucked with so it. It's like, this is next level. So then, it's almost like psychedelic heroin or something. Right. So I get the green light, but then I have insane fear right up until the days before months before um we even pushed back me sitting a couple times for me to like really just accept and do it um it's not a psychedelic it basically feels like you take a lot of niacin for about 15 minutes so you get really hot and your your blood pressure increases and it's a poison that's administered by burning uh, your body with a wooden stick. Um, it's a sacred piece of wood that they use. And then he wipes the skin back. So there's, you know, um, a hole there. And then he puts the combo and prepares the combo on another piece of wood where he scrapes it off and adds it to water. And then they administer that gooey, venom in uh onto your leg or your arm or wherever the gates are the gates are the entry point to where he puts it in your body was now, there any logic or reason behind why you got your leg uh, i mean versus so, like whatever your neck uh, or whatever all women traditionally in the indigenous ways get their right leg done first because women in their in their teaching have bigger hearts and are closer to their heart so a male gets it <laughs> so a male gets it on their left arm closest to their heart um 
and that's the indigenous teaching. Um, it's also administered with sananga, which is are these eye drops that they use that clear your vision and can actually help heal your eyes. And then rape, which I did traditionally for the first time at the strongest level. So basically you sit down, um, there's there's cards that are pulled, there's prayers that are said, there's intentions that are spoken. Um, I sat down with two other women right before the full moon. So it was all female ceremony other than the practitioner, which was really cool. Um, but I knew that I was gonna be extremely uncomfortable. Like I'm gonna be puking in front of these people and very vulnerable. So I had to like work through some fear there. But um, yeah, so you you basically get really hot. Your, your heart rate increases significantly and the, it, the poison is introduced into your bloodstream and your body can't discern what the poison is versus other poisons in your body. So basically your liver and your gallbladder um, get filled with bile. And once you have enough bile in your body, you just start purging. So the next first step is insane, like uh, heart rate and heat. And then the second step of the ceremony is purging. And once you start purging, you're drinking a lot of water. There's like a set amount of water they give you, they measure. Um, and he's blowing sage on you to like help with the purging process. It's used like ceremonially. And then you purge for anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes. You have a bucket in front of you. Um, more prayers are said. And after 30 minutes, I believe it was, he, he wipes the poison off and then you uh, sit and meditate in reflection for about an hour and then you're fed snacks and stuff to like build up your strength again. Um, I didn't swell at all. Many people swell. I could swell next time. I don't know. I guess it's it depends on the strength and what what you're removing from your body. But um, the indigenous people also believe that it heals the spirit. So everything that is, um, you know, spiritual could potentially manifest through your body. So when you're purging, you're basically just getting rid of all the demons and the buildup that's, you know, somatically been stored in your body for however that's many years. Energy. Kind of yeah, or, or lifetimes. Yeah. I mean, um, and then, yeah, I did the Sananga and the Rape afterwards and just completely like wiped my pineal gland and just cut through some crazy shit. My whole sinuses opened and um, the Sananga made it so I could see at night better. Like my eyes have been improving. My eyesight's been improving. So all in all, um, it definitely brings up emotional trauma to the forefront so that you can process it. And it also has like 18 different peptides in it that um, can heal your your body and help your cells out because they already know how to heal, but it kind of just um, clears, cleans the Inspires slate. Inspires them to heal yeah. further. If only Fauci was prescribing this, dear God. Um, well, it sounds like a gnarly situation. I, I haven't felt a calling to do it, but now I'm starting to be like, maybe I should talk to you about who you talk to or whatever. Uh, I yeah, have done a rape with Judith, who I, I'm just realizing it's like, we should get you guys on at the same time. That would be a great conversation. Yes, um, we so next time I'll, I'll try to lasso her in on with you. Cause she's been on once or twice, but it's been a hot, it's been over a year for sure. Um, 
love yeah, her. Yeah, uh, Raphael's done Sananga, I think. I have not. Um, the Eye Drops of Death or whatever. And then whatever Rape I was doing, I, Judith was like, oh, there's a male version and a female version. And yeah. I, I mean, I was just not up on it, but I was like, all right. And then there's, I there's, did it. It's like, it's Rape is like, there's like different strains and strengths. It's like any other like cannabis or wine connoisseur, but I'm sure that there's like a deeper meaning to each kind. That's not just some recreational, um, again, humans like to take things very far. So I do know a lot of people in Ashland who have their different rape collections. Boofing rape all day, man. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I'll only use it ceremonially or if someone offers it to me, who's a really awesome being and wants to drop it like that. The whole open yeah. door, like, I'll let it come to me because I'm definitely the dragon chaser. I mean, yeah. my brother's been always like, dude, how do you find the drug dealers anywhere we move? Like, anywhere I go. Like, they come to me, I go to them. Well, I don't know how it works. If you but... want to find something, you can find something. But you just have to put it in your awareness. It's like, you know, the guy with the top hat at the festival. He probably smokes DMT. You know, <laughs> he's got his top hat on. Who knows? But, um, but yeah, combo combo was terrifying highly recommended was it visual at all i mean you said it was not psychedelic but like it was just pure body heat and like oh my god i'm dying (laughs) it's literally the way i can explain it is heart medicine because you trust in your heartbeat and your heart to do what your body's meant to do to heal um and then some profound visions came through when I was resting afterwards, but I already have a pretty psychedelic mind. Mm. Um, and so maybe just clear the channels and you were just doing your but, own thing. But it's not, there. yeah, it's not like a, a, a tryptamine or anything like that. Right. It's more so um, just clear mind, clear heart. And then afterwards you feel amazing. Like I'm still feeling pretty damn good. And I sat two months ago. So, um, you know, once you heal the vessel, you can use it like once or twice a year to, for an antiviral and for like a, a reset. Um, it scans your body for anything that's imbalanced. It also helps with addiction. Um, it basically like communicates with your body to help your body heal. So if, if you are having an aversion to something, like the combo is going to bring it up and say, hey, like this doesn't feel good. No more cheese. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time. And just to yeah. be clear, because you brought in the reference, so niacin is actually vitamin B3. This is also okay. available in capsules and some people yep. like taking it and then always updosing. I never mm-hmm. did combo. I only uh, witnessed a ceremony. I did take niacin once in a bad timing in, in summer. <laughs> Ooh, and and so short. so to those who want to know, you can even just get this wins. concentrated B three and only take one capsule and make sure ideally yeah. you you have a possibility to exercise and sweat and so on. It really feels highly interesting. So I can only imagine what it feels like if you get that uh, you know that burned into you. And, <laughs> um, yeah. Sananga is awesome too. That's also one of the few things where you know you feel, let's say, the types of pain in a sense that you've never felt before you never knew i could feel my eye in this way same with hape you can feel your brain for the first time which is pretty awesome actually and only <laughs> here i can <laughs> confirm there's widely different differing varieties with like different plants made by different indigenous you know or depending who makes it 
and only one time I had one which supposedly was from some kind of a let's say snake man from South America or something and a, a, a friend of mine gave it to me and was like yeah sure you know let's do it I'm I did tap him often enough first time actually with ayahuasca so uh, and then just using it at some period more uh, consistently and now just sometimes um anyhow so she's doing it I'm like yeah let's go and then literally I like I mean I could have moved but I think I was like staying on the floor laying like this for like an hour and I felt oh, like it was almost impossible to move you know I really felt like wow. oh, I don't want to move you know so just just to reinforce that there is a huge variety within that yeah, particular will, substance it after I sat with combo I was like, well, I can do anything now. So just give it to me. Like, cause I had told him I had never experienced either. And right. I'm in, I'm in the belief if I'm going to try something for the first time, I'm probably right. going to go pretty hard, pretty hard yeah. with it. Um, Don't diddle the dose, as they say. And, and in alignment with the indigenous ways, like I kept asking him how they would do it because that's how I wanted to like honor them. If I was a white girl going to go sit with this medicine. So, um, but the, the rape, put me on my ass. Like I was, I was good. And then I was like right back into meditative, like very in my body. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it almost it's felt very, like, it's... like really um, peppermint NyQuil or something in a weird way. Like we're just, kind of like, <laughs> I mean, I was very chill, but I was like, holy shit, my sinuses have just been decimated. Well, like I was just like, oh my. <laughs> if you don't uh, get sick from it, like the indigenous do like the in the spit, oh, they get so rid you, of spit it? Into, yeah. you spit into the bucket because if if it hits your stomach with bile after you've been throwing up you'll just keep purging so sometimes they'll use the rape to get someone to purge if they're not purging on their own so it's release the hound smithers give her the rape yeah <laughs> yeah whatever. it'll you gotta spit if 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 you're doing it um it can that sounds like a really bad stomach. bumper sticker so in any event, yeah. I'm kind of curious about y'all's opinion on uh, synthetic versus natural drugs. This rape is a naturally occurring thing, I'm guessing, right? Combo is a frog venom. So, what fucking monkey decided to figure out that shit? I mean, we'll always <laughs> mesmerize. Like, there's the no, there's Guys, no, um, probably there's... wasn't a monkey, but okay. I mean, humans in a very pejorative sense. Anyway, go ahead. There's no uh, synthetic version of combo. Um, oh, I'm not I'm asking sure. that. I just wanted to know your philosophy on like LSD well, versus. Okay, go. It's bringing up Hamilton Morris because he's been having mm -hmm. this debate about NMDMT and 5-MeO DMT and like why should we be harvesting these beings for their medicine? Um, again, I think it goes in alignment with the fact that we overdo everything. Um, I'm I'm pretty certain we were supposed to make the discoveries that we have, especially with psychedelics and our expansion as a species. But yeah, um, maybe not the Walmart. Go, yeah, I think we go a little too hard with it. Although I have tried some designer drugs, I've tried um, 2CI and 2CB, um, a couple other like psilocybin analogs. I've smoked 5-MeO DMT and NMDMT. Um, I honestly, you know, there's something there and, and, um, all of them were powerfully beautiful experiences. I think if we can synthesize it and do it in a, uh, a pure way and a clean way that, that, um, it's something worth experiencing and having available, 
but I also do like really feel aligned with like earth's medicine, like psilocybin and, and other things that, that we grow or cultivate or have here already. So I don't know. I was really going to feel I, if you guys were antagonistic to like man-made things. Cause I think we tend to get wrapped up in stuff and we're so, I mean, are you looking at a cup half full empty? It's like, we're so far from what we used to be, but at the same time, we weren't meant to stay in the same place. So, um, you know, the fact that we have internet and global mind and all this kind of stuff, credit, like, you know, fiat currencies, all these synthetic kind of things, not in a psychedelic sense, but in cultural forms. Um, that's part of the problem of the, like why we, why we're all freaking out about the world now. It's like, we've gotten out of alignment. I mean, McKenna was all about that archaic revival thing. It's like, go back to the roots. Like there's some natural rhythms and natural processes that are probably we're missing and are more important than the next shiniest, fastest, you know, um, Tesla, Uranian thing. Yes, exactly. Well, it's weird (laughs) because on the one hand, it's like, this is where it gets into almost Luciferian or Promethean negative or positive polarity on the thing. Cause on the one Mm -hmm. hand, I think it's like, we should be, like we are bifurcated, we evolve, right? Whether we want it to or not, depends on it. Depends on the intention behind it. Like we, mm. I've always said, like we are using our intelligence to be destructive mostly, and if we could use that intelligence um, and that technologically advanced data and actually do something beautiful with it, that that'd be different. But yeah, there's still, you know tons of greed, tons of war, like people are still poaching animals in Africa. There's a black market. There's, you know, slavery. There's, there's more slaves right now than ever before. It's nuts. And then here we are like, you know, doing designer drugs. I guess I, w- I was only bringing it up and Raphael, I'm curious about your opinion because um, more so lately after fantastic fungi and stuff, I mean, I'm an advocate of LSD. Um, though that's a synthesized crystal, obviously, and all this kind of thing. Um, not naturally occurring. Let's put it that way. I guess morning glory seeds, you know, LSA is kind of available in, some ways but um everything we have copied off of nature everything comes from nature like if we wouldn't have to synthesize it if if there wasn't you know the original product that we're trying to recreate um the problem with synthesizing things too is that there is um the potential of government control or awareness like you know People are doing like cocaine from the cocoa plant, but then, you know, it gets into a really dark rabbit hole when they're creating fentanyl or cutting, you know, powdered synthesized drugs with harmful drugs that can kill people. So, I mean, the safest bet, if I was to ever give someone advice about psychedelics, is to go the natural route first. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I've also opened, you know, the portals to experimentation with other things because I was curious. So, um, yeah, I think it depends on, on the source and the intention behind it, how it's cultivated, how it's created. Like a lot of people talk about, oh, don't take mushrooms from, or this drug from some person if they have bad energy. Right. And then that goes all the way. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you agree with that sentiment or not so much? I, I would agree with that. I would actually, especially um, if you think about a seed being grown to maturity and then being cured um, and then offered to the community, you can definitely feel a difference between things that are cultivated with love and like good intentions and vibration, like the water is pure or maybe they're, you know, it sounds kind of woo-woo, but it's actually pretty true. I mean, 
we can program water with our thoughts and intentions. Like if somebody's just in it to make money or to harm people, you probably still have effects from said drug, but it may not be as powerful um, of an experience otherwise. And I can like, I've, I've proven that with, uh, you know, I had some, some LSD uh, that was from a 70 year old man from New York at Oregon country fair. And he said it was time, he said it was time capsuled and it was, you know, LSD from him and his family. And I've never had, I mean, I've never had an acid trip like that. My visual real were, acid. As they I say. Mean, it <laughs> yeah. was real, right? Yeah, yeah, and there's yeah, yeah, that, yeah. there's that too. We don't know a lot of times unless we're testing regularly, which is, Oh, I don't do that shit. I'm so lazy. See, you're good and responsible. Yeah. You do have Mars and Venus and Virgo. That doesn't surprise me. Um, I'm like, well, Oh, I wasn't sure, always give me that. that. Way. I wasn't always that way. I've definitely gone like, um, taken some risks in my life for sure. But, um, yeah. And then there's, you know, the Terrence McKenna term biomorphic resonance. So like wherever you're tripping, wherever you're at, you're going to pick up on different, uh, frequencies from the land, from the people that used to dwell there, from other people, from other things that have happened in previous years. So there's a lot of aspects to a trip that influence your trip. Um, astrology, a number of things. I mean, yeah, every, that, like, where you are like personally, Venus, your cycle. So we didn't, I'm surprised you haven't brought this up yet, but Venus, my ruling planet, is in retrograde Retro right now. Um, yeah. And Mercury's creeping up. What is that on the... It's Aquarius. 15th? It's in shadow period right now. So, I mean, well, I'm not one who's like, oh my God, the plane's going to go down because I'm actually going to be flying to Alabama. I was supposed to. I am too. I'm so we're going to be flight. in the air. I booked a flight <laughs> during Mercury retrograde, bro. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. It's not going to be lost. But it's because it's like, okay. yo, nothing really happens. But I think what, I mean, it's tricky because this is just, I mean, my opinion. I've always looked at retrogrades as like a reflective time it's like yo slow down and like instead of just channel serving really quick like read the description of what you're gonna watch or whatever it's like i'm reflective just put any kind of re um adjective in front of it. it's like reflection you know reevaluate what you know those kinds of words um i'm not so superstitious but what were you gonna say about venus being in retrograde i mean is it fucking you up um well not, it's not any more of the usual shadow work that i've been i mean it's a daily a daily practice for me that I've been kind of going through some Plutonian depths. I've got uh, a stellium and Scorpio, so I'm not new to the dark side of things. Um, but I have noticed in my relationships and friendships, I've been striving to have more clarity and like real um, presence and like strength value. and devote yeah value <laughs> yeah. like i'm just like if somebody's not um understanding me or aligning with me i don't get as offended and i just keep moving keep it moving um i've noticed a lot of people around i'm not in relationship personally right now i've been single for a year um and also celibate which is a whole nother realm i'm experimenting with healing my womb um but I'm seeing through family, I've had a little bit of rigid, rigidness with over opinionated or just normal family shadow work. But my homies like who are in relationship right now are either ending relationship or something's being reconsidered or something's being revealed or um, 
it's just something I've noticed um, in a lot of people that I know right now. But for me, it's all about my relationship with myself because that's what I've been really trying to focus on. Um, and yeah, just recognizing when I ha I'm talking to myself poorly or um, just going in a negative um, thought form spiral, um, fear-based thoughts, just checking myself consistently in my relationship with myself, uh, reparenting myself, seeing, witnessing like the inner child when I get triggered and truly embodying that, not just like, you know, hearing the buzzwords of like, hey, reparent yourself, but like really seeing why I, I operate the way I do and yeah. what 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 is really me and what is a learned behavior or what is a trauma response. Um, so for me, just being ruled by Venus, it's been a huge recalibration on my relationship with myself and how much I'm truly loving myself. Um, and well, yeah, Venus is love. about to go, uh, uh, the North Node rather is about to go into Taurus. It's, in the it's at zero degrees Gemini. And Sag, yep. respectively, it's about to switch. I have a North Node in Midheaven and Taurus, and South Node in Scorpio. I'm not actually looking for. In some ways, I'm like, we're I'm either going to get on my destiny or die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, so you got North Node in Scorpio. So I'm North Node Scorpio, or no? I'm Moon in Taurus, North Node Taurus, South Node Scorpio. I'll tell you. Wait, it could be flipped. Uh, your chart's right here, so I'll just tell you. Uh, your North Node okay. is in Taurus. At nine degrees. Yeah. So your yeah, south yeah, node yeah. is in uh, Scorpio, like me. Scorpio. We're similar. Then, um, it's going to be interesting because, in a sense, we're leveling up. It's like it's time to step into that. But then I'm like, am I going to like south node conjuncts Saturn in fourth house? I'm like, am I going to die? Because I'm not going to die, but it's like, is my nurturance not going to be allowed? Like, how severe is this going to get? That's how I'm feeling. Because right now I'm like, I'm not working. Yeah. I quit my job. Um, Damn. Yeah. Well, Same. in some ways, I'm like, why am I doing that so, shit? Like, so you're thinking. <laughs> I think, but we have to I have think, income, I guess. I think my spirit has had enough. I'm tired of like exhausting myself in this society. I got the opportunity to leave my job and actually, you know, honor myself. And I immediately feel better. But I also have no fucking clue where I'm going with it. Um, I know that I'm being asked to step in and step up to my role and I've been given like a few hints of, you know, other ways that are creative that I can make some money, but, uh, definitely not as stable as I usually am, but also like feeling free. much better, free yeah. and better and like not stifled. So yeah, just trying to like understand what that means. Like I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but I don't know exactly where I'm headed in the sense that like I'm blindfolded and smiling at the same time, you know? Well, you're keeping it's a good of... headspace about it. It's a crazy yeah. time. I mean, you, you get it. And especially, I mean, in the like, sense I'm where ready, like... I'm ready to like bounce if I have to. I'm ready to step up and help my brothers and sisters if I have to. I'm down to like release my creative gifts to the world. I'm gonna write a poetry book. I'm leaning into my Word. photography. I'm just gonna try to like basically do as much creative things I can while the external is looking crazy because it's the only thing that really keeps you grounded and anchored to to your mission. So that's what's up. Yeah. I know that um Venus is retrograde now. It's when it goes direct is actually gonna be conjunct in Capricorn on Valentine's Day. So 
Uh, yeah, but yeah. this so basically is about your marriage to yourself, your 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 own Valentine yeah. this year, as I was hearing Christopher Vortecki say. Um, he's a really good astrologer. If you don't know about him, he's cool. Uh, he was the mentor for the Leo King and Peace Dealer and some other friends of ours. Um, but uh, Raphael, you're. I don't know if are you getting tired. We could start winding it down a little. I know he's in Vienna, so life is a little different. Where are there. you? He's in Austria. Yeah, Vienna, Austria. Oh yeah. I, I'm at it's the very place where, city. They, where they already. Um, at least announced the supposed mandates you're talking about. We'll see if it really gets there, yeah. but you know, this is if not, you can, you can come stay in Oregon. I got you. But how, how does this work? I, Thanks. Trust the me, only, like, the only come, issue is I literally, I literally can't um, enter the U S if I don't have a valid, uh, vaccine know, full fully filled yeah. out filled out passport you know this is, been it's crazy shit for oh, a few okay. months and recently so they also did it we're all gonna, no 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 we're all just gonna move to mexico if that really happens so don't worry okay mexico right, or cool. paraguay so Costa there, there's Risa, options yeah so, that's why i'm learning spanish options. i did it it's like a lot of my friends are already down in mexico they've like jumped the gun and uh, i would say probably close to a third of my um my festival friends that i know are already in mexico or have property there no, honestly i mean on the one hand it's good that you know everyone's spreading and there's many options for everyone to move i always told everyone well if i'm gonna move somewhere i mean i don't want to feel like i'm fleeing from anywhere not fear-based also asked basically. exactly and right. also really asked the question and i'm not judging anyone for it and i'm happy for everyone who's chilling in the sun or whatever and it's good people should do that but to what degree or one has to be really discerning to what degree such behavior is not some type of avoidance because we are not dealing right. with a local oh, phenomenon. I'm like, I'm avoiding yeah. that jab, We're bro. <laughs> dealing with a worldwide phenomenon. And I'm just asking if that energy was put creatively into creative non-compliance and resistance locally, where you probably have the most clouds because even you know your city or whatever. Um, anyhow, I'm not worried about this because I'm still pretty sure that's the way it's going to go eventually. But I just, you know, like to throw that out there because otherwise it's the same situation like they always say with Africa, you know, you have to brain drain and the soul drain and the states, you know, these states can't really develop also because they get effed by European Union and everybody, but also because everyone who's well educated wants to get some money, they move to Europe, they move to America. And uh, and the, uh, the real issue actually, to be very practical, is that I don't believe and this may even be metaphysically in the end, that avoidance actually brings about the resolve of that stress ultimately. And again, not yeah. saying no one should go to places they just like well, better. The strength and but I mean, it's, it's, I think it's go. really where really everyone has to really be discerning what is my own role really. And do I really want even, that's the way I see it, give even one inch of space or whatever more to that insanity. Or rather me, you know, speaking out, not complying, whatever, staying, yeah? Um, I think you catch my drift. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I've all, I've recognized that in, uh, yeah, escapism is like, if one is not happy or operating out of fear or in desperation, it's usually not a good choice. Um, and the other question is, it, could really come any harm to you, just like you said, if you are in that creative positive mode, because even, and I'm not a big fan of those, there's some all kinds of prophecies also from Eastern Europe and so on, talking about crazy stuff going down. And even in these prophecies, they always say, yeah, everything will go mad and so on, which I'm not even saying it will. But then even there it says, but translated in a sense, if you're on the proper frequency, even if you're in the middle of Babylon at that point, you'll be somehow lifted off of it or something. 
And mm -hmm. because ultimately we really have to ask ourselves, especially in this crisis, are we just physicalized machines or something? Or is it really a frequency game? And if it's a frequency game, you know, then your frequency determines your reality and there will always be a path. Uh, and there is no such thing as being stuck or, or caged in ultimately. So, yeah. Yeah, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. If if I believe that if you are in alignment with the source of all creation and in alignment with God or source, that you will always be divinely guided and protected. So that's it's really good that yeah. That avoidance thing. I mean, Jupiter's in Pisces now, so escapism is a big deal. Neptune's in Pisces. We're like, hey, I'm tired of the nightmare. I mean, I think everyone's like drained of this shit and sure. over it. But then it comes to yeah. like, I mean, this is what Haley and I talk about a lot. It's like we've been planted as anchors of light and frequency in certain places, very hard places. So to just abandon that for the sake of comfort is self-interested. But at some point, where is that self-interest like? proper <laughs> you know it's like i don't want to just that is it ultimate self-interest because even assuming assuming everyone who can and is on some level of awareness is moving away from the countries that are under the most let's say totalitarian assault right now great then they get taken over and you see really think that then they're going to stop and going to be like sure you can be in your reservation in panama we're going to leave you alone this is I the was actually thing that, i always want like to if, put if, it back uh, to. so it is self-interest to actually make your stand whatever this means everyone really needs to be discerning for themselves but i really see that as more effective you know um because even metaphysically the other route i want to say i know why i'm not going down that path because i don't really think it's ultimately you know bringing you the real relief and comfort that we are seeking which strangely enough to some certain degree comes through conscious confrontation and contemplation yeah. strength card you can't avoid that lion how are you handling it um it's funny because i've had the mental thought before i'm like what if everybody like why isn't there a burning man city or you know whatever like that kind of thinking like why aren't all these hippies and non-vax people getting together and it's like that you know how quickly a situation would happen it's like all of a sudden they're like all right throw the biohazards on them and prove that they're the bad guys <laughs> <Can't trail> them. <laughs> yeah i think i think they haven't banded together yet uh because it hasn't been pushed that far yeah. yet it's i think it's if it actually close. got i think if it got to the point where things started getting uh, more volatile or um i mean it's already pretty bad let's be real but let's um, be real it's about as bad as i want it right now if it came to like food sources or inflation right. or something i feel like we would be almost forced into um surviving in those like ways pioneering so, at least That's yeah. how I'm and i do like, know right, where if, if you're a burner you you're probably a couple steps ahead of normal <laughs> people as far as Muggles. surviving but yeah. i think that's also cultivated in your lifestyle it's not just oh cool i'm i'm a, a festival goer and i can survive a porta potty for a weekend it's it's real survival skills and um, farming and homesteading and stuff like that but yeah, because yeah. it's tricky. I'm not like all doom and gloom, but especially after watching Westworld, I won't give any spoilers, but it's like, is this the world? What world do I want to be a part of? I do not want to go into a metaverse and just chill out on that internet forever. I mean, this is about as involved with the internet, you know, as I am now. It's it's about as involved as I want to be. So um, it's getting to a point where 
and I, I mean, it's, it is what it is. We're all pretty strong. I mean, I, I've never said this as a white man, but it's like, we're minorities now, essentially. I mean, unvaccinated is getting smaller and smaller. People who are mm-hmm. going to be vocal about that is smaller and smaller. Um, hopefully there is a kick pushback, but I'm having to really kind of evaluate. I mean, I'm just looking around my room and stuff. It's like, what would I, like, if I had to run right now, like with a backpack and a guitar, I guess, like I'd be fine, but I wouldn't have my electric guitar. I wouldn't have internet. Like I couldn't talk to people. So it'd be like, in a sense, I'm like, I think this is really the whole psychological tool that they're using to the highest degree during this whole psyop shit, shit that's going down. It's like, we've gotten you as a fatted calf, and now we're saying we're not going to give you the shit that was fattening you up. How will you respond? Uh-huh. And, a, and a lot of people are like, oh, my mom, I mean, they're, uh, I shouldn't talk too much about their privacy or whatever, but she was like, her, she's a Sagittarius, not surprising. She's like, I want to visit Italy and Paris again. Like, I, you know, it's like, I want to travel. Yeah. And in a, in a sense, that's like naive and beautiful, but in a sense, it's like, that's not the priority right now, um, or yeah. whatever. So My it's kind of tricky. So she's probably like, I mean, in a sense, a lot of people are like, yeah. I want to keep what I've got. I, she, I think that's the tool they're she, twisting she, in our sides. She told me she they're vaccinated, but she told me if shit hits the fan, um, that she'd love to move to Costa Rica. So that's kind of cool. But that's very cool. Uh, that probably it's, will it's never tricky. happen. <laughs> maybe and maybe just to to bring it she back to the there, idea, just just considering, and it's very I think normal, also given at least what we know of historical reference of people having you know to flee or just you know all kinds of whatever Middle East doesn't matter where Exodus fighting Exodus <laughs> yeah. everywhere. Um, but then they're like fuck even... the U.S. It's ghetto here. <laughs> <laughs> but but actually, you guys that, don't that, want it. That it's even dead. Is just 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 to consider how much energy is being put into those again oftentimes fear-based scenario and if only mm-hmm. a, a percentage of that energy is transformed into again creative non-compliance and creating alternative structures where you're at how much right. would that net build up i want to say a natural immunity you know to both mm-hmm. the propaganda and any further scarcity and supply chain control tactics and whatever craziness they got in store um so that's at least for me, that's really the way to go. Because on the other hand, also, I mean, could you really in good conscience leave and then know all your family maybe has to stay and it goes worse, even if initially they maybe liked it and then it's also bad for them or all kinds of friends who for whatever reason can't afford to move, don't want to move. And I'm like, and again, because this is global and because I don't see this force as stopping, I think I'm really of the strong opinion. Again, everyone has to you know pick their position and their contemplations and confrontations wisely but it is really up to make a stand wherever you you feel yourself at um and that's yeah i really really see that as the most effective because the it's it looks like they have this huge sword with, with which they're hitting you at but it's really just like a, a straw and it just mm-hmm. you know like no i was about and, to say the neo thing because he was getting chased and he ends up dying let's be real he doesn't make it to the phone but then there's a power beyond life or whatever this kind of christological thing um right. It's funny because you're one of my more like you're a European and I, I'm uh, Lazuli and I are American. I think there's something in our blood, dare I say, that's like willing to pioneer and like just dip more readily. I, sure, I can't speak I think for here, these I people. I think here it's not about pioneering. It is about pioneering to a new land, but that is the kingdom of heaven within, and that's a new way of relating mm-hmm. to yourself and to others. And then you're there, no matter where you're at. But it's not permeable anywhere on the planet if you seek for it in that way. That's my no, I hear you. Yeah. I mean, I was very seriously contemplating moving back to Honolulu and Haley's like, they're 97% vaxxed. It's like a military state. When I lived there originally in 2010, that's when Snowden was there popping and being like, they're watching us. So it's just like, I mean, he was at the same place at the same time. So it's, uh, 
there's no the grass is greener in a sense, but at the same time, you got to know when to, you know, when to call a hand. You can't just keep playing a shitty hand, I guess is a way to put it. We should talk about this um, more with Judith and some other people, because I think we're all in the same spirit where it's like, in a sense, I think the carnivalesque funding games are over and it's time to kind of man and woman up essentially. And we have to show people what sovereignty looks like, what independent thinking looks like, what health looks like. Um, and then they'll see the options and that's really all that we can do, I guess, as opposed to, I mean, at this point, I'm not trying to just go hide in a jungle and play video games. It's like, all right, how do we like get food sovereign to a degree? You know how much fucking lettuce I would have to grow to be full? I, I mean, a lot, but I, I, at some level, it's like really impractical. I don't have skills. And that, I think that's what scares me, where it's like we're so devoid from some of the inherited cultural practices that made us human, um, whether it's animal or in farm production or whatever, you know, like little things. Um, we've, I mean, I can't speak for you all, but we've outsourced a lot of ourselves to global conglomerate corporations and stuff. And I think that's why the stress test is hitting me. I'm like, all right, I could drop all this, but how much would that be suffering? How much is that like running? How much is that responsible actually versus, you know, just saying no, like, you know, um, anyway, like a necessity versus a privilege or a leisure item. I feel like um, like me personally, I like nice things, but I live very simply. Um, well, if I had to, if I had to drop everything and, and in an emergency, like when we had to evacuate last year because of a fire, um, I can forfeit that. It's just a thing, right? Um, I, do I took my camera with me and a couple like uh, important documents and stuff and some clothing, but um see i grabbed my acid yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> holy acid. shit i'm gonna have at least a my one full moon a year super, <laughs> you know i had to leave my plants and i have like 70 house plants that are like little beings that i take care of and that really that was probably the most painful realization is that my my living plants would would die like i didn't care much about anything else but um but yeah, just being dependent not only on the convenience and the food that's grown for us, like and farmed for us, um, the packaging, the shipping, you know, all the freights, the the convenience of just having hot food in your mouth by going somewhere and asking for it, um, all that. If that potentially disappeared, that's when we would really have to step up because. A lot of people do not practice. They don't cook a lot. They don't grow their own food. I don't even grow as much food as I would like to grow. Um, if that was all ripped away, we would be okay. If we stepped into our roles and we Man up from heaven, maybe even. You know, we'd have to. We would have to. We would have to step it up. Yeah, I mean that's kind of where we are now. I think it's like not really much of an option. And then it's just to what degree are you yeah. going to either submit or or resist? I guess. Um, well, going back to our roots is like, the, uh, I believe that a lot of the pathologies and the problems with our species is because we have, like many people have said, we are separating from nature. We have alienated ourselves on this planet and um, it's, it's definitely caused a lot of damage, you know, not having that connection and not respecting the earth and not using our intelligence for good. Um, has, has caused a lot of issues here. So we just have to deal with the mess that we've created. We've got to clean it up, you know, and um, it'll 
probably be very uncomfortable for a long time until unless unless like Rafi said, you are, you know, choosing and aligning with love and you know, the source of all creation instead of being stuck in fear and fight or flight, which also ultimately creates disease. So, you know, it's all connected. It's all connected. I, I gotta say, if people, if you haven't watched that Paul Stamets, I don't know if it's about him. I mean, he's a heavy hitter in the dock. It basically is about him and his impact and stuff. But uh, fantastic fun guy. We could clean oil spills, y'all. We can live on <laughs> mushrooms, essentially. Oh, yeah. like, there are we, solutions for everything, you know? Yeah, and we can actually start implementing them. It, in a sense, I think the, I mean, I'm 36, but like the whole Nirvana, here we are, entertain us kind of modality it's not going to work the same way anymore. Like we can't just be passive consumers. We have to be active participants and that is going to take strength and illumination strength and the sun card. Um, the I want to get you back is, on. Oh, God. I was just going to say the problem is, is with that is getting the right people in alignment and these other agendas going away. You know, there, there are, I believe there are, malevolent agendas and people some people don't really love this planet or care for this planet so it's it's about yeah just waking people up and going back to our roots that's all i was gonna say word well i've taken off my metatron's cube i think it's beautiful no it's okay i i feel better without it on actually in a word way um i mean i've had it on for two years jesus christ it's been a hard two years there's something there i don't think it's i think it depends on the source where it comes from etc for, sure, for sure yeah but no I yeah think I get more, i'll send you this link to the documentary it'll fuck your head because it, all of a sudden i mean i don't know what Raphael. we'll have to talk about this personally but it's like what uh like like yeah. to the effect of I mean, like I, oh my god I'm there's open more open new, i'm open to new perspectives but yeah again, it's, it's old i think it's from 2007 it with, oh shit that's, that's the weirdest uh, right and she's like 2012 might be an end because like they like certain forces want crust displacement and that's kind of what the minds were vibing on and then 2022 they're talking about like the sun is dying and i don't want to get into it but it's just like what but then i also don't want to just like start drinking more kool-aid from somebody else like i'm trying to like keep it simple yeah um but i do want to get you on here with judith uh and talk about your arts and what you know the past few times we've been talking heavily about psychedelics and maybe like um what to do in the zeitgeist which is fine i think these are appropriate things but i do want to explore more of your creative output and uh whether we do it just with you or with judith or whatever we'll talk um but we can get that going sooner than not um are there any kind of parting thoughts i mean we've covered a lot of interesting bases but yeah any uh, how can people reach out to your work how can they support you um now that we're trying to all to do our own things off of off grid ish in a way um yeah just well, kind of plug yourself i'm kind of old-fashioned I, right now i have an instagram and i'm creating a link tree and i'm gonna have an etsy shop too for some of my psychedelic uh, art prints, um, which is something that has been coming up, like just, just, just go do it. Um, but if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's heartbeats art. Uh, it's one word, H E A R T B E A T S A R T. Um, and then other than that, yeah, I'll be eventually selling my art prints and I'm starting to compile a list of poems to go in my cosmic ramblings, poetry book. Um, and I'm just kind of building from there because now I actually have the time to focus on creating um, and not working a nine to five shitty job. So 
You'll see more um, more new creations and goodies coming from me, and hopefully I'll be more frequently on the podcast and be able oh, yeah. to to connect some more with you guys. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, you're a great soul. Um, you got cool insights. I'm glad we can kind of plug in and get your perspective. Um, we'll have to get some women on and talk about womb healing or something. I can't speak to that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Judith Knight or Haley, if she comes on, I'm always like, come on. And she's like, no. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. Uh, I think she will eventually. She's just not wanting to yet. Uh, anyway, uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, we'll have to keep talking. I know we were kind of talking a little about a team or about a whole meetup, but I'm not really sure what's going on. And I don't know oh, how that would happen. Yeah, I don't know either. The podcast. Worst case scenario, just, just, just to throw out something and open up alternate timelines or potentialities, it is not exactly clear yet, and there's always, you know, all kinds of conspiracy agenda perspectives floating around. It is possible, however, that the newest variant of the media virus may actually, at least theoretically, could even provide an exit out of that scenario, when ultimately mm -hmm. it becomes declared as basically the common cold. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just want to say yeah. it is I've possible, been that too. and you know, belief creates reality. <laughs> In any case, mm -hmm. I can just say, everyone, you know, love yourselves unconditionally. Stay creative. And you know we'll we'll get through and catch y'all on the we other will. side. <laughs> we'll eventually, eventually we'll we'll make it happen. Even if we have to do some more like video meetups or something where we can collaborate. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We will approximate. Uh, yeah, it's going to happen. Sure. I feel better uh, after this talk. So thanks for the giving us your energy and time, um, Rafael. Any parting thoughts? No, just thanks. Thank you. So yeah, much thank for you. Guys. Enjoy Great the ride. Time, what a crazy ride. Enjoy it. Thanks. See you all later. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye.